Well, it has been a full morning already. Lots of joy and lots of praise and lots of worship. Let's take a few minutes to open up God's Word together here. I want to invite you to turn in your Bible, please, to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians chapter 3. book of Colossians chapter 3, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 12. Colossians 3 and verse 12. As we continue to work our way through this precious part of God's Word. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now, for the sake of allowing one passage of Scripture to shed some light on another, I also want to read now Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, just a couple pages back in your Bibles. Ephesians 5 and verse 18, a passage that was uh, written at the same time in Paul's life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Here we read Ephesians 5 and verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, would you please come and by the ministry of your Spirit, open our eyes and open our hearts and make us glad in this text of Scripture, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Returning to Colossians 3, having read that parallel passage, our title, I think, for today could be Putting on a New Song. Putting on a New Song. Song. If you've been with us in recent time, you will know that way back in verse 10 of Colossians 3, Paul began to tell us that we as true believers, we need to put off certain things and put on new things. Putting off the old self, putting on the new self, so that in place of 
sexual immorality in all of its forms and evil desires, we are to put on holiness as God's chosen and consecrated ones. In place of anger and wrath, we are to put on compassion and patience and kindness and humility and forgiveness. In place of malice, we are to put on love. And in place of lying and slander and obscene talk, we are to put on thankful praise and be teaching and admonishing each other through song. And that's where we are today, putting on a new song. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. God issues through the apostle here, issues to us an invitation and a calling and a commandment to be a singing people. The Christian faith is, I believe, more than any other faith, emphatically about praise and emphatically about expressing that praise in singing. We are a singing people. One of the the greater joys that I've had in the last few weeks happened when we were at the Prospect Park day uh, back just, what, four or five weeks ago, and I don't think I mentioned this before to you. If I did, forgive me. Uh, we were standing there at the table talking with dozens and dozens of people, and this, this woman came along with her little child, and when she found out that we were the church that had just moved into this building, she said, oh, my daughter, in lo- lo- my daughter and I love Sunday mornings because we hear the music coming from your building." And that gave me incredible joy. Oh, that we would be known as a singing people. God, in Zephaniah chapter 3, sings over us with love. In Hebrews 2, we are told that Jesus sings with us as His brothers and sisters. Angels are constantly singing before the throne of God. Revelation 4 and Isaiah 6. All those who have gone before us into the presence of God are singing songs incessantly in His presence. When Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16 are in prison, what did they do? They sang to the Lord just before Jesus led His disciples into Gethsemane where He would be betrayed and soon thereafter killed. It says that He led them in singing. And when we all get to heaven, we will be singing forever the song of the Lamb. We are a singing faith. We are a singing people. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Psalm 46, 7. 
Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. It's as if the psalmist got stuck on that. Sing praises. Sing praises. Sing praises. Sing praises. James 5. Is anyone among you cheerful? Let him sing praise. Strikes me. It's not enough to just speak praise. Let him sing praise. Are we a singing people? I believe we are. I believe we are. And I believe God is stirring it and God is awakening it in us. Not just in one form or one style or another, but in a robust, varied, diverse, rich, enriching combination of cultures and styles that reflect the variety and the diversity and the glory of our God. God is making us a singing people. Praise God. Praise God. And we should look at this text. I want to do this very quickly because our morning has been filled up with other things, so this is going to be pretty brief here. As we look at this text, we see the source of our singing. We see the aim and the variety and the depth and the enabler of our singing. Let's look at these really quickly. First of all, the source of our singing. Look at verse 16 of Colossians 3. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, singing to one another. The source of our singing is the indwelling Word and message of Christ. What what Paul means here is that we are to allow the message of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, to so fill us that it indwells us. It dwells in us. It is always with us. We are to be so full of the message of Christ that it comes out in song. The, The source of our singing is the message of Jesus. All that He is and all that He has done. And I, I, I wish we had time to do this. I'd love to do the exercise to, to just open it up here. What, what is the message, the Word of Christ? Well, let me ask you. can't resist the urge. What, what is the message of Christ? Somebody. Who is He? Think about that. Who is Jesus? Friend of sinners. We sang that, didn't we? Who else is He? Or what else is He? King of glory. I'm sorry? Son of God. The Messiah. Bread of life. Son of man. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. The I Am. Ooh. The Lamb of God. The living Word. Lord and Savior. Emmanuel, meaning God with us. What has He done? What has He done for you? Everything. Everything. He who existed in the form of God did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but He emptied Himself by becoming one of us. Why did He do that? 
He became obedient to the Father all the way to where? All the way to the cross. He died for us. What happened after that? He rose again. And what happened after that? He ascended up into glory. And what's happening right now? He's reigning and ruling and He is praying for us. Ever living to make intercession for us. And what's going to happen? He's going to come back. And when He does, what's going to happen? He's going to take us to be with Himself. He's preparing a place for us that where He is, there we may be also. That's probably the most amazing verse in the whole Bible in John chapter uh, 17. Um, He's preparing a place for us, John 14, where He is, there we may be also. He loves us so much that He's preparing a place for us to be so that we would never have to be separated from Him again. What else? Oh, I don't know. When He comes... It's going to make everything new, right? He's going to be seen. He's going to be riding, not a donkey this time, but he's going to be riding a a white stallion in majesty and glory and victory and triumph and going to make all of his enemies bow before him. And then he's going to exalt us and and enable us to share in His majesty and in His glory and sit on thrones of our own. Brothers, sisters, friends, children, this is the message of Christ. This is the Word of Christ that is to dwell in us richly. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, based on the authority of God's Word, if you let that message, all that we just said, and a thousand times more, you let that message dwell in you, one result will be, you will be a singing Christian. You will not be able to restrain the song that's in your heart. Let the Word, the message of Christ dwell in you richly. The source of our singing is the message of Christ. Now, what's the aim of our singing? Notice it in verse 16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This may surprise you, The aim of our singing is not just the Lord. We are to sing to the Lord. But this text says we are also to sing to each other. That one of the main purposes and aims of singing is to teach and admonish one another in our faith so that we will grow strong in our faith and we will keep on going in our faith. This is why we need to be together. We cannot experience the ministry of the teaching that Paul has in mind here if we are not with each other. We need to be together so that our voices can blend and harmonize in mutual edifying faith. We are to teach each other. I was thinking about this and the, uh, the songs that were sung earlier. 
And I don't know if you're aware of how much we were teaching and admonishing each other. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient woe, foe does seek to work us woe. And I forgot the last part of that. On earth. Is that right? Yeah. My, bra- my brain just lapsed on me. On earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing? Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing? Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is He. The Lord of hosts, His name from age to age the same, and He must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed His truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness, grim, we tremble not for Him. His rage we can endure, for lo, His doom is sure. One little word, one little word will fell Him. And that word... Above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The Spirit and the gifts are ours through Him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go. This mortal life also. The body, they may kill. God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. We taught and we admonished one another through the ministry of song. This is one reason why songs need to be filled with truth. Um, It's one reason why we need to make sure that the songs we sing are faithful to God's Word because we're communicating with each other and we want to make sure we're communicating wisdom and truth to each other. That doesn't mean that every song has to be an equal to a mighty fortress, which, by the way, was penned by Martin Luther, who, for all of his many flaws, was an instrument in the hands of God in reviving the Gospel in the Protestant Reformation but 500 and something years ago today. But not all songs need to be a mighty fortress. How about this one? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones and big ones and old ones to Him belong. They, we, are weak, but He is strong. How many of you know that song? Yeah. Jesus loves me, this I know. You know what? That song teaches. That song admonishes. 
it encourages. Let's sing to one another psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I wish I had time to uh, get into the meaning of that phrase, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, but I believe at the very least it means sing a, a wide variety of songs, all different kinds of songs, including the psalms, which by the way are incre- incredibly diverse and varied in their content. Read the psalms and you find this vast spectrum of different moods and context and, and attitude and spirit. And we're, we're to be like that in our worship. It's not all meant to be joyful. It's not all meant to be cheerful. There are times when we need to sing lament and sorrow and grief because we live in a broken world and we are broken people. But we need to teach and admonish each other with all different kinds of songs. Because we have all different kinds of experiences and feelings and moments and needs. But if the source of our singing is the indwelling message of Christ, and if the aim is to praise God and teach and admonish each other with truth, and if the variety is all kinds of truth and content, captured in all kinds of songs and singing, then we can worship God with joy with a pipe organ or with a harmonica, with a flute or a saxophone, with a harp or a banjo, with a tambourine or a drum set, with a trumpet or a kazoo, we can worship with a song in our heart because the message of Christ dwells in us richly. And we are to do this with depth for in verse 16 toward the end it says that we are to sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in what? Your hearts. In your hearts to God. This singing is to be authentic and deep and genuine and real. We are to sing from our hearts. And we are to do this through the enablement and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. There is something I want you to see here. In Colossians 3, we read, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another. But what does it say in Ephesians 5? Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In Colossians 3, let the Word of Christ dwell in you, teaching and admonishing. Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit, teaching and admonishing. In Paul's mind, those two ideas are tightly connected. You cannot have meaningful, authentic worship without the message of Christ indwelling you, and you cannot have it without the Spirit of God infilling us. We need both the Word, the truth, and the Spirit If you have the Word without the Spirit, it is dead and deadening. If you have the Spirit without the Word, it is shallow 
And it's emotional without content or depth. We need Word and we need Spirit. We need the Word of Christ dwelling in us richly. And we need the Spirit of God filling us constantly. And so, and so, let us be mindful of all of this, Paul would say to us. Let us be mindful. As we gather together to have the Word of Christ that we have read in this past week, that we have studied, that we have heard in the preaching of the Word, let us have the message of Christ dwell in us richly. Do not come to church on Sunday without having allowed the Word to penetrate and take root in your heart Monday through Saturday. Come with the Word deep within you. Be people of the Word. People who think about and cherish the message, the Gospel of Christ. Dwell on it daily so that it dwells in you daily. And then pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, take this Word, this that is within my soul, this, this kindling, if you would, that is placed in my soul. And may Your Spirit breathe fire into it so that my heart comes alive. And my heart is stirred and my affections are changed. My passion grows deep so that when I gather with Your people each Sunday, we will sing to one another psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Let us put off the old songs and let's put on the new one. The world is always singing its songs, most of which are not worth singing. But here's a song worth singing. Jesus is Lord. A mighty fortress is our God. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. God wants us to be a singing people. Let us Come before the Lord day after day and week after week to join our voices in praise to Him. And I want us, how can we conclude our worship without one more song, right? We've got we to gotta sing in response to this. Just have to. I went to, and, and as the choir is coming back up, um, I, I, will just say, I shared this with a few people recently. I, years ago, I went to a a seminar on music in worship. A, a whole seminar, all day long, music in worship, and they never once sang. And I walked away from that thing, okay, something is wrong with this picture. I think something would be wrong for us right now uh, to leave here without singing. We have been called to be a singing people. So let us sing.
Let's stand together and sing praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation.